So it, this one's just going to be, I'm going to consider this one a bonus episode, right? So, bonus. So that's what we're going to be running with here is the bonus episode format of Apple okay. Chat, okay? So um, I guess I'll just dive into it. Hello, um, uh, welcome to a bonus episode of Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin, and this is Joey. Hey, how's it going? And today we're talking about YouTube Rewind. Yes, YouTube Rewind 2019. It just came out a couple days ago. Felt like it was a good time to give our reactions to it. Definitely. In a podcast form. Well, YouTube is such an interesting platform to me. It's so unique, and there's so much to it. And YouTube Rewind attempts to summarize that, <laughs> attempts being the keyword yes. there. And, and I think that's exactly the problem. But yeah, I want to get into that a little bit. Yes. And well, so from um, as much as I love YouTube, I kind of stick to my little corner of YouTube a lot or my various corners of YouTube and a lot of mainstream YouTube or like the people who are really on the cutting edge of building an audience on the platform. Sometimes I just don't notice them. And Joey is a little bit more knowledgeable on that. So I thought it would be nice if we took a second to discuss YouTube in that context of YouTube Rewind. So that's what we're going to do on this little bonus. Yeah, I watch too much YouTube, so of course I have opinions about this whole thing. So. <laughs> See, we're making it, uh, giving it a point, you know, giving it a purpose. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, you yeah. Spend it's so much all time. worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> let, let's get started. Okay, so I feel like it's it's valuable to talk about um, the history of Rewind a little bit, just because this one is such a uh, in such a big response, especially to last year's Rewind, and actually they've kind of been doing that for a while. But um, to to kind of give you an idea, if you don't know what YouTube Rewind is. It's basically like a summary of the last year from YouTube's point of view. You know, it's like a top 10 list, you could say, of like, what's the, like, what is last year summarized, right? I mean, how, how else would you describe it? Uh, well, so is it always considered a top 10 list? Because um, I, no, I know that exactly. That, well, I, I know that that was a criticism of this year's was that it was uh, given to us as kind of a top 10 list or top five or whatever you want, top whatever, but just a yeah, yeah. list. Uh, of of stats basically is that generally how YouTube Rewind is done? No, but I'm just trying to give you an example of what it is. Like, like if you go to any um, you know popular website or even any company or something, they're going to have like a year in review you know blog post or something like that, and that's basically what YouTube Rewind is. Um, it, like a great example of this is Google's year in search. If you ever see that, that's awesome. Yes, yes. Definitely. Um, I just watched that 2019's isn't out yet. Although I, I, I got tricked into watching something that was, that said it was Google's year research, but it wasn't. It was something else. Well, I, another one that people might be familiar with because it just happened was Spotify Wrapped, uh, yeah, which is yeah, the yeah. same thing—a year, year end of summary uh, that is yeah, yeah. generated or, or you know, given to us to because we like we like looking at things like that at, at a macro level. I do. I actually really like that kind of thing. It's fun. So I always kind of look forward to it as it summarizes the whole year. And you, this is you, YouTube Rewind is that attempt. So they've been doing it for a long time. And um, I, I thought it'd be kind of funny to go through some of the old ones. And I'm just going to give you the title of it. And you tell me what they're referencing in the title, right? So what they thought the most important meme of was of, say, 2012. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. Okay, so the first one, I'm going to skip uh, the very first one because that's more relevant to this. But the first one, for example, is YouTube Rewind Style from 2012. Oh, Gongo what, Style. Yeah, exactly. There you go. See, that's <laughs> how the game works. All right, the next one is what does 2013 say? What does the fox say? Yeah, there you go. I like this game. Uh, tur turn down for 2014. <laughs> oh, my God. Obviously, turn down for what? 
Right, exactly. Now, uh, wa- now watch me 2015. That was the whip and nay nay song. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> and then uh, the ultimate 2016 challenge. This one's a little harder. Oh, the ultimate challenge. Like I do know there was yeah. a lot of video challenges, but that's I, I don't that, know if that's specific. That's exactly to 2016. what it is. No, no, it was just the year of the challenge, according to YouTube. Yeah, they had yeah, lots yeah. of like the the uh, the ice bucket challenge. That was this year. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one is the shape of 2017. Is that like the shape of you? Um, yes, <laughs> by Ed Sheeran. That's wow. <laughs> that song was big. Um, it was. Well, I was thinking actually. Um, I know I said the shape of you, but I was actually thinking about that fish movie. Um, the shape of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was 2017, was no, it? No, I, I don't know. It's just first thing that came to my head. But that That's would be so hilarious funny. if that movie was so big that YouTube made their rewind <laughs> specific to that. Um, I mean, it was big. It did one of but yeah, Ed Sheeran, right. obviously, uh, the inspiration. Uh, then 2018's was Everyone Controls we- Rewind, which... So is that a direct reference to something, or was that a certain take they had on, on, on doing rewind? Because I, I know that one was the one that had the most backlash or at right, least right, right. allegedly until this year. I mean, th- that one resulted in the most disliked video on YouTube. Exactly. Uh, I think that one, like the everyone controls rewind was an attempt to give people what they wanted. Right. They, the criticism up until then had always been that it was too corporate. And so we're like, Hey, how about we let everyone suggest things? Uh, but that seemed like an empty gesture in the end. And it ended up not quite working the way it works. But as you can see, like this is kind of the these, these are great examples of what rewind has been in the past, right? These are all things that were like r- big memes of that year, right? If you go back and watch those videos, they're gonna reference these things. There's kind of a thematic element through them. Um, the very first one actually was with Rebecca Black in 2011, and it was based the one that's closest to 2019's this current year's, where it was just a list of the most uh, viewed videos on the platform in 2011. And Rebecca Black's Friday was number one, so of course she got to host the uh, the thing and say, "Hey, we're counting down the top ten. Nice, uh, you know, all that stuff." So uh, it, it's kind of like silly, but uh, it's it's a it was a fun thing. Were they anyway, were they so, always because um, right now they've been pretty negatively received? Were they always negatively received? Well, this is the thing, right? So, um, like. Unlike other like year in review kind of things, this was a lot more kind of editorial, I would say. Uh, the, the YouTube Rewind kind of the- like like atmosphere always seemed like a big giant par- dance party where they played mashups of different popular songs from that year and all your favorite creators and lots of people you've never seen or heard of before would be dancing um, to these, you know, music, this music stuff. And you're saying people so, you've never seen or heard of before because they were people YouTube decided were marketable or the ones YouTube wanted to represent what a creator was? Yes, that's a good way to put it. Um, it it's kind of like, they would always kind of have a weak story element that was kind of part of the, the, the video, uh, but there was always some sort of thematic element to it uh, that I feel like is probably their biggest like one of the biggest draws or the biggest upside to every rewind is how they kind of bring everything into some sort of like bring the year into some sort of collective theme and then relate everything back to that. And I, I feel like that take, which is a very personal thing, right? It's like a, a, like this is like, that's one person's opinion of how the world or how the, how YouTube sees the world is like that kind of personal touch that made it something special. 
Does that make sense? Uh, sure, sure. So it's... For example, 2017s, right? 2017s was, the big theme was like the uh, like the eclipse was like a big motif that they were, that were going on. Okay. And so the first part of the video is all fun and exciting and they have fidget spinners and all sorts of stuff. And then the eclipse happens and they show all these like clips of like disasters, natural, natural disasters, and everyone's kind of being depressed. You know, 2017 is when, like the, everyone felt like the year was like everything was getting worse and the world was ending. Um, and uh, so like they say the eclipse happens and it's like all in darkness. And then as it recedes, everyone's holding hands and then there's all these messages like, oh, we're, we came together and we helped all these people and stuff. Like it's all very sweet. It's like, oh, through togetherness, we, you know, we conquered things and the darkness faded and we like saw through it together. And this is right? all kind of visually represented by various creators that YouTube invited to be a part of this production, doing right. some new thing, kind of being part of this video project with YouTube. Yes, exactly. So it, it's kind of serving that purpose as like a year in review, but also as this marketable, like outward glance, right? And I feel like this is the biggest issue that YouTube faces every year with Rewind is that I feel like it really has two identities. So earlier this year, I read this article from the New York Times Magazine uh, called What Does PewDiePie Really Believe? I believe I sent it you to you. You sent it too. to me. I read it. It's a great article. It's it's a really good article. It's the best article I've re re read about PewDiePie. And I read every article about PewDiePie just because I think they're interesting. <laughs> Super interesting. No. It's... They're always so interesting the way he, that he represents. This is the best one. It's written by Kevin Roos. I definitely recommend checking it out. But anyway, in there, he, he brings up this idea of YouTube's dual identities. I've never been able to get this out of my head ever since I read it. Um, they're, like YouTube means different things to different people. I would say to most normal people, especially people of like older generations, YouTube is mostly like a resource library, right? It's this place you go where they have how-to videos. Like, I want to know how to bake a cake. I'm going to watch this video of how to do it. I'm going to watch, you know, somebody changes the oil in their car or changes this tire. This is how you do it. Yep. I, I don't, I think every guy has probably typed in how to tie a tie on YouTube at some point right. in their life. Exactly. It's, it's, that's, that's like part of YouTube's identity. It's like, we are a place you go to find out things. How does the government work? What are the three branches of government? You can watch a video on that and it will explain it to you. You know, stuff like that. But like YouTube also, for, for people, especially in my generation and especially people like me who watch a ton of YouTube, YouTube is a entertainment platform. It's like, I was trying to think of the best metaphor, and this is not a great one, but it's like if the library had a secret club in the back where all these interesting people were always doing things, you know, like people were playing music and giving speeches and you came there because the people in there were interesting more so than the stuff they were saying were. No, I, I totally that, get that. And yeah, I, yeah. It's definitely once you start seeing YouTube that way, it just, it changes your perception on what, uh, like this, the, the potential of this platform. Exactly. And so like this whole idea is that like people see YouTube through different lenses and this creates a big challenge for YouTube, the company to market itself to its customers, namely advertisers. Like, what are we really? Like you said, there's nothing quite like YouTube. So like are, they could say, oh, like, you know, we're a library full of things, but it's also not that because sometimes there are people out there who have crazy opinions that are also like on YouTube representing this platform that you could advertise on. They're like, oh, well, we're like a crazy kind of, you know, like platform where anyone can express their opinion. It's like, well, that's not quite it either. It's it's really something else altogether. It's something that doesn't fit into any box we've seen before. It's its own thing. 
Yeah, and, and this makes it really hard for them to market themselves. Sorry, go ahead. So, well, I was also going to say that the unique constraints that these creators have to be profitable or quote unquote successful also influence a lot the product that they end up creating. Whether that and it goes from everything to their use of certain words to the length of the video that they're making um, to the images they include within it. It's it's really strange. It, it's you know there's certain things that influence like for instance like nationally televised. Uh, you know, you know, uh, television shows aren't going to have certain cuss words and stuff, or you're not going to see characters take certain actions. YouTube has that too, but they're a different set of rules. It's that's a whole other issue, but yeah, that's (laughs) yes, it is an issue. You're right. It's a that constrains a lot of what's actually on YouTube. So it, it over the years, it's kind of filtered down to something a little bit more narrow, but still, it's really hard to put it into a box. But like. YouTube has, like, I want to say YouTube has two different identities, but that's not really true either. Everyone, everyone kind of sees YouTube through their own lens. Like, even if there's someone like me who watches, you know, maybe an hour of YouTube every day or maybe more, right? They're going to watch different videos. They're going to have a different perception of what this platform is. So, like, when they see something on, you know, that says this is what YouTube is, it's not going to match what I think YouTube is, right? And this started to happen to me really early on. Um, in the YouTube Rewind, like thing, I, I remember watching the first probably I think the after the first uh, three, probably after uh, 2013, um, like I guess the turn down for 2014. That's when I was like, oh, I don't recognize a lot of these people. Previously to that, I was like, oh, I know most of these people. I at least have heard of them and rep- and like, oh, that's awesome that they have all these people together. This is a crazy big collaboration. It's so, it's so fun to see all these people working together for this one thing to celebrate how great this platform is. In 2014 and then later, I was I was getting more and more like uh, disassociated with it. More and more people were showing up that I didn't recognize. You know, YouTube Rewind became something that was a little bit like didn't connect with me as much. Um, and I was, I realized pretty quickly, oh, like, you know, I see a very small corner of what this platform is, right? I am only watching movies, like uh, videos about movies, you know, they're, they're not, not all of those things are going to be represented in this YouTube rewind. They're going to have every aspect of it. So like already I had understood that there was something not like jiving between my vision of what YouTube was and what. YouTube saw itself was as or what anyone else saw it as. And I was kind of made peace with that early on that YouTube Rewind wasn't going to represent me like pretty like pretty well. That seems fair. That seems like a fair yeah. conclusion to reach. And I um I, I like there was only one aspect of this that like kind of rubbed me the wrong way and that's probably when like H3H3 was not put in rewind because uh like when they were starting to rise in popularity they would become one of the biggest creators not biggest creators on the platform but one of the most like successful rising creators i believe it was probably 2016 maybe 2015 and they didn't get put in rewind and i was like oh this is a big snub but then i was like oh you know like they all they do is complain like <laughs> youtube doesn't really want them representing them like it's it, it's not like I wasn't super disappointed in it, I guess. I was just, I understood what the decision was made, but it was pretty clear to me that they weren't going to put in stuff that was really that challenging. They were going to put stuff in that was smart, like, marketly, if that makes sense. Well, sure. I mean, if it's going to be something that's summarizing their entire brand, that's made by them. Right. I think it's fair to assume that they'll do a little posturing, you know, do make themselves seem in the best light, at least from their own perspective. Right. And my view of this matches Hank Green's reaction to this. 
Um, he's one of the vlog brothers. He did a video about YouTube Rewind 2019 and how he felt like it was actually a pretty good take. And he said, one of the, th the things he said in his video was, YouTube is different than what I thought it was. And yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like when you watch the these things, like they're not what you expect necessarily, especially if you're kind of siloed into your own little corner of the internet. So like my reaction to the public reaction, especially from last year, was kind of like, where have you guys been? This is how it's always been to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I like, I, if you allow me, I want to go on a tangent about Transformers. <laughs> uh, please, <laughs> go ahead, go right ahead. Uh, okay, thanks. So tra Transformers franchise, I'm sure everyone is aware of uh, the, 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 the CGI monster mess with weird sexual undertones that is the Transformers franchise made by Michael Bay it's been around forever. The soulless cash grab that is Transformers. <laughs> anyway, after the third one, my my assumption toward the public reaction was that everyone assumed these movies were terrible and bad and we shouldn't watch any more of them. We had given Michael Bay a trilogy. We said, you know, these are fine, uh, but not great. We're done with this. Nobody takes this seriously. This is... This is bringing down the like the collective, uh, uh, what's it um, like feeling of cinema. Everyone sees Transformers as representations of big blockbuster movies, and they're terrible. And it's making everyone feel bad about going to the movies. And then, of course, the fourth one comes out, and everyone goes to see that one too. And there's literally like, uh, this is the best metaphor I can come up with. In the fourth one, there's a scene where Mark Wahlberg crashes a, an alien thing into a guy's car, and there's a bunch of Bud Light cans everywhere and he picks one and the guy says hey you smashed my car and mark Wahlberg says fuck you grabs a bud light thing smashes it on the guy's car and then drinks it and this is what transformers has done to the movie industry <laughs> the movie the classic in film industry is that guy's car uh mark Wahlberg is transformers and michael bay and bud light is bud light <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they did have pretty blatant product placement. Oh I remember gosh. when the Xbox becomes like an evil transformer. Also, no, yeah, yeah, the built beats pill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, after, the fifth one comes out. All right, and I actually looked this up. The fourth one made a billion dollars. The fifth one made half that much. So everyone decided after the fourth one that they weren't going to watch any more Transformers movies. And the fifth one did not do nearly as well as the fourth one. I, I think it still probably made money, but with marketing and how expensive these freaking movies are, I don't think it made nearly as much as they needed it to. So that, like, it took four movies. It took a movie extra for people to actually decide not to sign up for this. And this is how I feel about YouTube Rewind. YouTube Rewind 2018 was when everyone suddenly said, oh, I guess we don't like this anymore. Even though for years, <laughs> this thing had not <laughs> been connecting to me. And my like my reaction to everyone's reaction, for years, people had been saying this stuff, this sucks. Like, they're not doing what, like a service to the real creators. They're, this is all like a soulless thing. But it's 2018 that people decide, oh, we're, we've had enough with this. So, yeah. Plus, on top of that, there's like this whole story of like filming nightmares, like like uh, like uh, that sounds weird. I like, like going the, into people's dreams and literally filming them, like the yes. nightmares that they're having, and then putting that onto YouTube. Yeah. Yes, that was a big problem that we eventually got rid of. No, I uh, there was these um, 
there is these uh, production nightmares that were happening during the, the production of, of Rewind, where, like, I don't remember who it was, but there was this girl who came out and was like, yeah, I was in Rewind, um, and it was a terrible experience. I would, like, I had to be in a wet t-shirt all freaking day because we were like we were filming something where I got splashed with water and I had to stand around all day and eventually we, we got our, our scene and then I uh, when we watched the thing I was in there for literally half a second and I wasted an entire day I had to fly out there and they don't pay you I don't think I think they just give you the exposure quote-unquote for it and then you know it's like for these people that work like super hard every single day they're missing a day of production on their own stuff for the chance to be in rewind for literally like a quarter of a second right and they get their name flashed on the screen for like a tiny bit along with 20 other people like it's just the calculation doesn't make any sense at a certain point at a certain point it's like why would i bother doing this it's not giving me anything or at the very least you'd expect it to be fun and like a good yeah. thing to be a part of not a exactly not a nightmare <laughs> right, not a miserable experience for the people that don't know what they're doing. So all of this like kind of combines into last year's Rewind, which was the most disliked video on YouTube to the point where people are going back and undisliking the previous winner of the most like disliked movie or uh, video, which was Justin Bieber's Baby. Do you remember this? They had this whole thing on, on Reddit. Oh my gosh. I heard like about were, people going uh, and downvoting the crap out of that video, but I didn't hear about them undownliking uh, or downvoting Justin Bieber. Yeah, they undownvoted his so that it was easier for them to make to get to the highest down undownvoted thing. Like, here's the thing: I've never believed in down and dislikes. Like, I like I just don't believe they're a real thing. If you if you make a video and tons and tons of people dislike it, you're doing something right. Keep doing what you're doing because that's still engagement. <laughs> okay, I, I, I you know what I mean. Um, like it's like it's a useful barometer for someone who has maybe an established audience and maybe like oh it's like oh if people didn't like this kind of thing, but other than that, like like disliking is still engagement. It's still a thing that. Uh, indicates people are watching your video and having reactions to it. Well, when you said you don't believe in it, do you ever use the downvote button? No, I've never downloaded anything. I don't. I think I probably have downvoted things before, but I generally don't. Yeah, the only time I I smash like when I genuinely enjoyed a video. That's it. I, if yeah, I don't I like a video, I generally <laughs> won't finish it, and I generally will click off. Wait, you said right, you don't, right. you don't smash like? I hardly smash like. It's only on a few. I use the liking option as like a bookmarking mm -hmm. thing yeah. so if it's a video i really like and i would know i want to watch again then i'll then i'll do that i, I used also have to do another... that and then my list of videos to watch just grew enormous <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also but also i feel like i need to be like some small time creators that i follow i want to give them the best feed like i want to give them everything i can for free you know um, i'm not yeah, actually yeah. paying for their content so i'll smash like uh and and hopefully that helps them grow yeah, I think, so. yeah, especially for smaller stuff, seeing that number go up a little bit is is satisfying. But also, like, the other reason why I don't believe in dislikes is because, like, they, they've they kind of lost all meaning at this point for, for the context of YouTube Rewind, right? The meme is to dislike it, but, like, do people really dislike it? This first one, right, there were, like, as soon as it came out, people started disliking it because that's what they decided last year to do, I suppose. You're talking I mean, about just, the 2019. As soon as it came out, people right, automatically, right. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's Rebecca Black wasn't up. exactly the most popular internet celebrity either. Was no, the, she wasn't. Was there negative backlash to the first one? 
being like, oh, great, so. they did think... Friday again. Like, No, I don't think people really cared. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly didn't hear about thing. it. <laughs> yeah. I I don't, I mean, if you go back now, obviously it's going to be, you won't be able to tell because a tons of people have already watched it. And, right, right. You know, to, to backtrack and people probably dislike that one too, just for the meme. But like, I, there was, there was rumors that YouTube was going to disable the dislike feature. Um, and I don't know if this is true, like, but like the idea that like the reaction to this was so silly, like the idea that this big company uh, would remove the dislike option just so that people couldn't tell how much people didn't like the video was like, that's like, no way. There's no way they would do that. Like they don't care that much. So, well, okay. So something that you, you can't really avoid whether you want to hide dis like downvotes or not, there are ways to sh express your uh, disapproval of a video. Instagram does this a lot because there's no unlike or, or there's no like yeah, dislike yeah. on Instagram, but people will comment and be like, use this comment as the dislike button and then it'll get a bunch of likes. And even though they're all likes, positive engagement, they're actually saying this is a dislike. So right, right. you're not gonna be able to stop people. If they hate something, you'll, yeah, they, they but can, that's not they even can the try point. to express it. The point that, like, if they were trying to do this, it's because they were trying to avoid situations like this that we're seeing right now, where people are disliking something without real cause. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, the what I really want to take away from this is make up your own damn mind. Right. Like, it, don't be a don't, sheep. Yeah. Don't join the mob. This is what we. I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast many times about like making, like, having the wherewithal to make your own decision right like on the cinema sins episode yeah which actually fun fact uh our spotify wrapped while we were discussing that cinema sins was our most played episode on spotify in oh. uh 2019 very nice yeah so yeah like it's okay to dislike things i'm not saying that but just don't don't do it just because it's a meme you know because it starts to lose all of its functionality yes. as a tool which is you know I'm sorry, I sound like a hypocrite because I don't believe it in the first place. But if it has any functionality, then you shouldn't abuse it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, some of the reactions that I liked that I saw online, first of all, was uh, from Davey504, who is a musician on YouTube. He does bass videos. He's um, a hysterical guy. He's really great. You should check his channel out. Um, he did, his reaction was, where are the YouTube musicians? There was a lot of music videos and stuff and uh like that but there was no mention of people that make music just for youtube people like davy obviously um and one of the things that was not included was uh pewdiepie's congratulations which had uh enough likes to sort it into uh, one of the top spots in the top music video category but it was not put in there because it's not a traditional music video i suppose i guess the argument is that pewdiepie can't make a music video because he's not actually a musician i don't know yeah, but I see what you mean. Like, they could easily box him out and be like, well, he's really not a musician. You know, he made right. a video that's short. It's the same length as a music video, and it's filmed like a music video. But And it has real musicians and, in it. <laughs> and it has real musicians, and it has very high production quality, but it's actually, it's trending on gaming. So, it's <laughs> it's not a music video. <laughs> right. And I would say this is conspiratorial to say, like, oh, they're taking PewDiePie out, but they definitely have a history of boxing PewDiePie out of Rewind, so... Which he did get included in 2019, but not yes. 2018, right? Or 2017. Well, and and he obviously 
PewDiePie did Noopsie. Um, so it, it's understandable <laughs> for, of all people, PewDiePie to get maybe boxed out of something like that, um, especially with the way that YouTube tries to protect their brand. Right. Yes. But again, like they're not, the criticism is that they're not representing what I, like I, me as the hypothetical YouTube watcher, see YouTube as, right? Mm -hmm. I see YouTube as a place that PewDiePie's on and he's not included, therefore it's bad. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, well, especially he's in just a weird spot. And like going back to that article, um, of, like what PewDiePie really believes, like he both encapsulates like what it truly means to be like a YouTuber, but he also has been kind of negligent with that spotlight at times. So you kind of, you're in this gray area of like, can we, he does represent what YouTube is, but can YouTube really go about saying that this is what we are, right? Isn't that kind yeah. of almost self-destructive? He is, he is not like above criticism for sure. He's definitely made a lot of mistakes, um, but that's also why he's interesting. So yeah, no, it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other person I want to mention is Seth Everman, who was featured in Rewind. Um, he has, he was a Billy Ellis, how to make Billy Ellis's bad guy. Yes. It, Have you seen that video? I haven't seen that specific one. I, I don't think I would get it very much because I don't uh, listen to Billie Eilish very much. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. But, but I've <laughs> I, seen his I had other never heard content. the song. Have you seen his other stuff? Yeah, I've seen a lot of his stuff because he, he, his stuff goes viral on Twitter all the time because it's, it's really scary. consumable. It's music and it's a, a simple setting. And uh, for anybody who might, you might have seen his video, Seth Everman is this guy with like a buzz cut, like really short hair. And he usually is sitting at a keyboard looking really kind of stone faced. And he does really hilarious and interesting things with the keyboard. Like, oh, yeah. Where he, he, does mimics it, he plays sounds. it on his freaking lap. He doesn't even have a place for his keyboard. <laughs> He's really talented, but he's, I was surprised really to see talented. him in this. I didn't realize that he had done something so viral. Yeah, me either. And that was awesome. So I was I was happy to see that. But his he did a, a, re, a reaction to um, Rewind 2019. His first thing that he said was that it's just like Watch Mojo, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but it's like a... I'm so familiar very, with it. Very like clickable, like uh, top 10 lists. It's like if... Uh, YouTube, like Watch Mojo is probably the highest quality, totally AI channel on YouTube. I don't know if it's to <laughs> made by total AIs, but it, if you told me it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, no, and it, they just generate lists that you would definitely want to click on when you see them, and, and that just works so effectively. Voiceover. Yeah, they're yeah. they're definitely a part of your three a.m. YouTube binge when you yes. just can't you can't go to sleep. You just keep on clicking the next <laughs> video that YouTube serves you up. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, like, t keeping this all in mind, my feelings toward it, toward YouTube Rewind 2019, is that having them represent everything from a data-driven standpoint instead of a, like, oh, this is what we feel like standpoint is smart. I think that's a good idea because it, be it ruins the conversation of why did they include this but not include me? You know, like as as a, like the only exception maybe to this is PewDiePie's congratulations, which is kind of in a gray area as far as music videos go. But you know, I feel like largely this is a a good place to start. What I think it's missing is that editorialized thematic idea that has been present in other YouTube rewinds in the past. They're saying this is what the year felt like, and showing that in YouTube in like a crazy zany. YouTube video. You don't feel like the reaction to last year just kind of scared them off that completely where the risk of having a narrative that's not well received exceeds like the 
um, potential positive reaction you could get from it's like actually getting a good narrative in there while you're also I, recognizing who did good this year? I always want them to do better, but I also don't think that it's possible to view this in a vacuum. You know, like it's not possible to take this one just as is. It's always going to be in the shadow of last year's and okay. every year before that. Yeah. Right. And to to look at it just on its own is a mistake, especially when they explicitly referenced the last year's in yeah. the very first part of the video. So, like, I think again, yeah, this is the criticism I've seen a lot. Is that it's the safe move. It's the thing. You know, it's 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 not taking any risks, and I feel like that's worthy of criticism. I feel like. Uh, it's in keeping with this idea of having this unique kind of collaboration with lots of different interesting people and putting it all into a thematic year-end review is a interesting idea and something that could have been really cool um, but is something that's just kind of be kind of more and more impossible as YouTube gets bigger and bigger. Right. If, if Rewind had started off as maybe this like beloved thing and they kept on innovating and making it cooler and better, that would be something. But we can never undo the past. So yes. they've already kind of blown it. Is, is that kind <laughs> of what you're saying? Basically, as far as a lot of people's reaction, because a lot of people are just going to be sheep about this and dislike it because they disliked last year's. And I, I like whatever, like uh, ultimately YouTube is not harmed in this by by doing this and the fact that they make anything at all i think is a testament to them trying to do something um and i don't think that i don't think like calling this lazy or anything like that is fair i think you could say it's like low risk though for sure but also like they were able to highlight a lot of things that they never highlighted before which is like um you know popular creators in other countries you know, like T-Series absolutely deserves a shout out to being for being the first 100 million uh, subscriber channel. That's incredible. It's a that's something that's so it's a, I mean, it's something impossible to even conceive. And yet, like here it is right here. And um, for them to recognize that is important, I think. Oh, definitely. That's one of the things that uh, when you like I had heard of PewDiePie, but like when you actually kind of introduced me to what he really is and I started watching his videos, it opened up this world to me of like what YouTube really is. I started seeing it from a, a different perspective, uh, especially when it comes to like very successful individual creators. Um, and PewDiePie really encapsulates that. He's the, the largest example by far um, yeah. of building that type of audience. Um, so it's for me the i liked what i saw from youtube rewind this year because it kind of opened up the world of youtube to me to to view it from a more macro level and to see these different countries and these other creators who are you know breaking barriers in their country because i only watch youtube in english for the most part and yeah. in specific topics so it was cool to me to see um certain categories well represented like for instance all the dancing videos are basically shot the same. All the top five dancing videos are all that like front, the dancers dancing like at you kind of, and it's really just displaying their moves and the choreography, but there's kind of a format to it. And I've never really gone and watched just people dance on YouTube. I like dancing, don't get me wrong, but like it's not really how I spend my time on YouTube. But I was like, wow, this is a huge community on YouTube and so much that they get represented here. But 
because of the questions that people have are the, the criticisms I heard about YouTube, I instantly was like, okay, what if this isn't even that big of a part of it or, or why this instead of a different community? Um, yeah. maybe because of the size, but Rumi, the, uh, the Swedish musician, YouTuber, he had a reaction to this where I did feel like he was clickbaiting a little bit because he said the, the name of the, the video was why 2019 YouTube rewind is worse than 2018 YouTube, which is like, Oh, I have to obviously click on that because it wasn't obviously worse. Right. He's going to have to sell me that idea and he does sell it. It's not clickbait. That is the point. But I feel like he was trying to reach that conclusion because that was mm. the most clickable answer. But part of his evidence he used in that video was he looked at some sort of documentation that YouTube put out saying what uh, criteria you had to meet to be included in rewind as far as um, on these rankings and part of it was that um, they said that their audience is 16 plus so that was the content that they looked at so things like ch children's videos and you know like playing with toys and these weird you know, you know what i'm talking about like children's yep. youtube this bizarre type of entertainment that babies are literally getting hypnotized by and just watching ad nauseum uh, so that people don't have to take care of them. So those videos weren't included. So I'm like, okay, if that's something you can edit out, what else are you editing out? What else is going on on YouTube that really does represent what this year was for YouTube that you've decided for me isn't going to make it into this list, right? Right. But to be fair, like they have to cut something, you know, there's no way to fully represent what this platform is in every aspect of it. Definitely. Right? And I, but what I'm saying is there's probably somebody who could take a look at the exact data and be like, YouTube excluded this, therefore YouTube is pro this or anti that, right? So yes. it, it starts to be at a point where I'm like, they can't possibly win with this. There's no configuration that would please everyone or even please the majority. Um, going back to like what you said, everybody kind of views YouTube in its own way. Um, but for me, this video showed just based on a numbers perspective that there are some people out there that are just undeniably at least having a lot of eyes on them. And uh, it was kind of cool to see YouTube be able to you know shout them out. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, I think it's largely harmless, uh, you know. And th this this thing i i want it to be fun and cool and you know full of like all these meme references and, and whatever but it's it just can't be that um and and make people satisfied you know i i feel like this is the safe option but it's also not a dumb thing to do either and, and I haven't really delved into this, but I uh, what I heard in a lot of reactions was this has inspired a lot of people to make their own rewinds that are better. They're like, no, it should have been this, and then they go and make that. And isn't that really the essence of YouTube? Yes. So if it's <laughs> if if it's at the base just a conversation that they start and maybe start off poorly, but still are, are trying to recognize that something unique is happening on YouTube and it's worth looking back at then that's something, at least for me, that's uh, interesting and, and worth engaging in, worth giving it a right. go. And and that was fun, too, watching all the, like, YouTube Rewind 2018, but it's good, like, <laughs> things that we that came out soon afterward, right? Yeah. And um, those were, I mean, those were really interesting, especially when you watch them uh, from tons of different people because they see things through a different lens. There was some overlap, but for the most part, you know, we saw completely different aspects of the, of the community of, of YouTube through other people's eyes. And I feel like that's really valuable. So yeah, I think that's where, I think that's where it should go from here. It should go to just being a list, like a continuing from how it is right now. 
What do you mean? Yeah, I feel I I feel like that's I feel like that's the way I think that that's the right thing to do in in many ways. And it would be nice to see things, you know, as they used to be, but it's just not going to happen, I don't think. I think I think what you said about like having individuals contribute to their own versions of rewind is a um, is a better way forward. Yeah, at a certain point, maybe just YouTube is so decentralized that is there any is there ever really a point to trying to summarize it all in one video? You know, it's nice, and I think that the exposure that YouTube is giving some of the smaller creators is very valuable. Um, but at the same time, it's like for every creator they include, there's some creator that's just as worthy who gets excluded. So exactly. But I don't know. I think it's a fun idea. I like talking about it. <laughs> I just love talking about YouTube. Uh, it's such a fascinating thing. So, okay. Is that it? Is that all our comments on uh, That's all YouTube I got. Rewind? That was great, Joey. That was so enlightening. Um, oh, I, love, I love talking to you about YouTube and I love spending so much time on YouTube and uh, honestly spending <laughs> too much time on there. So, okay. That's going to do it for yes. this uh, little bonus episode. So, um, bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>